this the topic you loved or hated? <laughs> so what I said to Josh in my office today is that Bill generally effing hates when I bring up topics like this. Welcome to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. In this weekly podcast, Kirby and Bill talk about the world of marketing, branding, and promotional products. Unscripted is available only at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. And welcome to episode number 178 of Unscripted. I am your co-host, Bill Petrie. With me, as always... The general of the green bean casserole, the commandant of the canned cranberry sauce, the staff sergeant of swag, stuffing, spuds, and side dishes. Wow. The one and only Kirby Hossman. <laughs> Kirby, how the hell are you, buddy? Oh, I'm doing well, doing well. I'm a little surprised you didn't work in noodles, mashed potatoes and noodles, but I like, Thanksgiving's my favorite, so I, I am I am totally down with all of those nicknames. I'm doing well. How are you, buddy? I'm doing great, having a great day so far. And you know what else is great, Kirby? What's that, Bill? Oh, they'd be a good friends at Vault Promotions. You know, they do print other items, but they really are badge nerds, and they kind of wear that as a badge of honor. I Do you it. see what I did there? <laughs> so they produce badges, but they wear badge nerd as a badge of honor. Okay, let's just move on. They focus on badges, <laughs> nameplates in particular, and especially on the fulfillment and distribution uh, of those things. You know, they know that badges are a pain to sell for distributors. Yep. They're onesies, twosies. There's their full, each one is fully customized with a different name. And candidly, they know they're a pain in the ass, and a lot of people stay away from selling and presenting them. But they have a method that absolutely leaves this headache and makes it profitable. They have that badge release program we've talked about before. They build their own uh, user-friendly website, set it up free for the distributor, and it's hands-off, easy residual orders where you don't have to hassle over. So you know where they need to go, Kirby? Where's that, Bill? Oh, thank you so much for asking. They need to go to badgesmakemecrazy.com. They have offers for free self-promo badges, free spec samples, and free demos of that badge vault release program. Really cool stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, we've been very blessed. I mean, we, as a, as a podcast, we've had some amazing sponsors. Um, and Vault Promotions is one that, quite frankly, I've dug into. And it has, I, I've gotten thousands and thousands of dollars worth of business because they've made it so easy. So I am not, you know, obviously they're a sponsor, but because we use it in our business, I can, I can give a testimonial. Uh, no question at all. No question at all. All right, Kirby. We are now at the time of the podcast where I ask you if you'd like to record at a balsa wood level. So are you prepared to do that? <laughs> I am. I am. Excellent, Kirby. Now we're at the time of the podcast where I ask if you'd like to start off with the topic or you'd like me to. I will start with the topic. I don't know if you've seen this. Um, I'm going to go marketing related here. Um, so I believe it is South Dakota. South Dakota just did a new campaign where they essentially meth use is surging in South Dakota, and the government's so desperate to stop this that they've created like this like very talk worthy campaign. Um, have you heard it? I have. It? Okay, so it's meth. We're on it. <laughs> Yep, and, and the, I mean, literally, I'm looking at images right now. There's a, a farmer standing over clearly flat farmland, and it says, meth, I'm on it. And then uh, three young football players, meth, were on it. And the idea, I guess, is to get people talking. And so because you've seen it, and if you haven't seen it and you're listening to this podcast, you should totally Google it. It's all over the place. It's been widely mocked on the Internet. So is it? completely stupid or is it genius 
Kirby, it's so stupid, it's genius. <laughs> okay. And I'm going to tell you why. Because okay. we're talking about it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. I mean, it's to me, it's that simple. I mean, I would not have developed that type of a campaign, but I get it, and and people are talking about it. Um, it's it's a little off putting, yeah. But I think when we have the opioid crisis, and here in Tennessee, it's hit us really hard, right? And so I think anything you can do to kind of raise some awareness, and hopefully that awareness then leads to action. You know, awareness awareness alone is like an idea. Um, there's got to be some action behind it. Right. But hopefully there, there's some action behind it because we really are at an opioid crisis in this country. Now, again, would I have come up with that ad campaign? No. Do I think it's genius? No. I think it's more leaning towards stupid. Mm-hmm. But, it, it, you know, if the goal of the campaign is to raise awareness – Mission accomplished. Mm, yeah. I, I, so I, I kind of, I'll be honest with you, I came into this thinking, yeah, I kind of think it's genius. But the more I'm thinking about it as you're talking, and it, it, here's my only concern, right? Is, is yep. Yes, if you want the New York Times and NBC News to do an article about it, then yes, it's genius. My concern is, and I get the idea that they want to do something different. They want to do something um, talk-worthy about it. My concern is they're showing images of a farmer athletes saying, meth, we're on it. And if you're trying to get elementary school kids to not do something, I'm not sure this isn't an implicit endorsement. Well, okay, let me push back a little bit. Are they saying that the opioid crisis has gotten so bad you don't even know who's on it anymore? I mean, I'm just How about that? How about that angle? I mean, because you could have a police officer right. or an athlete or a college professor or the, the, the bagger at the local grocery store. Anybody could be on that. Sure. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I, I hear what you're saying. I don't think, look, no one is going to look at a commercial <laughs> and say, I will never do drugs. Right. No one is going to look. Get a commercial and say, oh, my gosh, I'm totally going to go do drugs. Yes, right. No, I, I totally agree. Actually, it's interesting. We worked on a, uh, you know, my company worked on a, a campaign where we were trying to increase conversations or, with parents and children about prescription drug use. Mm-hmm. And one of the the challenges that we ran into is the grant funding said absolutely no scare tactics because they don't work. And I'm like, okay, I get the idea of it can't all be scare tactics, mm-hmm. But I will tell you the reason I haven't used heroin is because I'm afraid to, right? Like, well, so the idea that scare tactics don't work at all, I think that's a little misguided. See, I would agree. I think scare tactics have always worked yeah. with that stuff. I mean, what is the most memorable anti-drug commercial in the world? It's this that frying brain. pan. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a hot frying pan. This is your brain. And then, or as an egg, you know, just a regular egg. And then you crack it open. And then this is your egg, your, your brain on drugs. And yeah. it was an egg frying. And that always stuck with me. It still sticks with me, obviously, or I wouldn't be able to describe it. So I do think I, – I, here, here's a perfect example. You know me. I'm a huge music fan. When Scott Weiland died mm. from a heroin overdose, uh, lead singer of Stone Temple Pilots, right. um, about three, four, maybe four, four years ago, three or four years ago. I loved his voice. Yep. He had a great voice. And the, right leading up to his death, I mean, you could just see him on stage. He had no – there was no passion behind his voice. He sang flat. Right. And I actually showed my kids, here's what this guy was like 10 years ago. Right. At the top of his game, just killing it. And here's him singing the same exact song two weeks ago before he died. Right. And I remember both of them just were like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. And, and and will that prevent them from using drugs? Probably not. 
but I know it's stuck with them because they've brought it up from time to time. Yeah, absolutely. So I do think scare tactics work. As far as the commercial for whatever Dakota it was, South, yeah, North, South, who yep. gives a, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's a Dakota. Um, I'm joking. All my all our friends in North and South Dakota, we know that there's a big line across the, the two states that uh, it marks the difference between the two of them. Um, so... For South Dakota, I do think, again, if it, if the idea is awareness, mission accomplished. Yep. And to get people to talk about it, whether it's the New York Times writing an article about it, because that stuff will filter down. Yeah, for sure. So Yeah, cool. I, I, I just wanted your take, so I appreciate that. You have my take, sir, now that I've offended two of our states. Let's see <laughs> if I can hit a few more before we end the podcast today. Kirby! Yes. Are you familiar with the Hub Promotional Group? I am familiar with the Hub promotion. Excellent. You know, they uh, big company, Hub Pen, Beacon, Debco, Orgaudio, Handstands, and a few others. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw this. So beginning January 1st, 2020, which we're only a few weeks away from, they're going to be offsetting all outbound UPS shipments at no cost to the customer. And what they mean by that is they're going to basically be making more than a quarter of a million package deliveries carbon neutral. So mm-hmm. it's a huge push for them. Uh, from a sustainability perspective, wow. so they're going to be. I mean, that's a that's a big thing to do. I think we all we're not. We, I think you and I need to parse whether that's good for the environment. Let's just right. assume, can we both assume that's good for the environment? One hundred percent. Excellent. So it's good for the environment. Is this a good selling point though? Is this something you as a distributor would buy from Hub over somebody else selling similar products because they're carbon neutral? Mm. Secondarily, okay. would you pass that information along to an end user, the ultimate customer, who may care about that? I think the answer in both cases is it depends. Okay. Um, and the it depends is I think there's going to be a percentage of our industry that this resonates incredibly loudly with. Um, and so I think yes is the answer. Now, is everybody, is it going to be a, a determining factor for the whole industry? No, but I think Hub knows that. Right. Mm-hmm. They, they, they're preaching to the choir that is um, playing on that highway. Right? right. And then the same answer is true on on clients. I mean, candidly, you know, um, I am in a, a region that there are certain clients that will not care about that at all. It, whether right. you think that's good, bad, or indifferent, it's just the fact. Well, no, absolutely. Yeah. Like, there's people who aren't going to buy hamburgers. Right. You know, I mean, yeah, totally. But there are some of my clients who would that would totally be interested interesting too. And so, yes, you asked if I would share that with my clients. For the ones that it would matter to, I will share it loudly and proudly. So, yeah, I think, A, very smart based on the topic we just had, right? Because Mm -hmm. we're just, we're talking about it. It's newsworthy. So, um, you know, one of the things I always say is I'm a fan of interesting, right? Right. Um, It's interesting, but it's also good. And when you're doing good in the world, you know, that's something that I think is worth celebrating as well. So that's cool. Yeah, no, no question. No, no question. Um, I, I agree. I think it, here's the thing. I think anytime we can do things, and I mean we, I mean all of us are citizens of the planet, so therefore we have some responsibility to try to clean up this mess that we have in terms right. of the environment. So I love the fact that you're doing it. I think it is is a good marketing uh, uh piece as well mm. and i think it's a good sales point too so mm. again but some people will just uh, look there's some people who throw mcdonald's wrappers out their window when they're driving down the highway <laughs> those aren't people who are going to give two shits about this right but 
there are a group of people who will. And there's a lot of people who are kind of on the fence and don't think about this. Right. And so I think there's where you have your real sweet mm-hmm. spot. It's the the kind of either uneducated, misinformed, uninformed, never heard about it, doesn't even understand it, where you can say, hey, and, but they care. Just don't know what to do, and say, "Hey, you know, this is a this, this is, is a actually a sus- yeah, this is this feeds into the sustainability chain," um, and so I, I think that's great. Hey, you know what, Kirby? Speaking of sustainability, okay, are you a fan of the Turvis Classic line? <laughs> well, of course. Gosh darn right you are, Kirby. <laughs> you know they've been around since 1946. They had that sleek style that makes it perfect for the active, on-the-go lifestyle. They have that original double wall insulated drinkware that keeps cold drinks cold, reduces uh, condensation, and it's back to that made-for-life guarantee. Now, I said sustainable, Kirby. Would you like to know why? Why, Bill? Because, I'm sorry, I thought you were taking a short drink, not a long drink. I was, yeah. (laughs) Um, Out of a turbis tumbler, certainly. Of course I was. Excellent. Because you buy the turbis and you keep it for life. Right. When was the last time you threw away a Turvis tumbler? I know the answer to that, Kirby. It's never. <laughs> That's it's, true. That's it's true. never. No one ever throws away a Turvis tumbler. There's there's two things in the promotional products world people never throw away. Beach towels, Turvis tumblers. Yeah. I'm talking about tumblers, though, right now. Absolutely. So they're available in a few sizes, actually quite a few sizes, many sizes, including your favorite, the sippy cup, yep. the, stemmed, the stemmed and stemless wine glass, the 10-ounce wavy, the 16-ounce mug, the 16-ounce and 24-ounce tumbler, and the 24-ounce water bottle. Made in America, back to that lifetime guarantee. I mentioned that before. Dishwasher safe, microwave safe, BPA-free. Head over to TurvisPromos.com to learn a bit more. Awesome. All right, Kirby, do you have a topic for us? Yeah. Um, let me. So one of the things, I'm going back and forth between topics right now. All right, so I'm going to give you one that I think you'll either hate or you'll love. Okay. So I was having one of these moments where I, and I'm going to need your help to fill out this thought. It's an unfinished thought. So I made the um, thought highway where I started comparing promotional companies to beer companies. Okay. Okay. And so I want you to go on this journey with me. I'm Kirby. My eyes are closed. I'm going on the journey with you. Okay. So I wanted to start comparing different um, promotional companies with beer companies. And so I started, okay, like, so for imprint, okay. and, I, and I mean all of these in a complimentary way, okay, mm-hmm. is Bud Light. Now, okay. Bud Light is not for me, right? Mm-hmm. But no one would argue who understands the process of brewing beer that they brew Bud Light consistently, exceptionally well. They do it every day. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, they're, and they are the number one in the market, right? Right. They're sort of for everyone, right? <laughs> then I thought, okay, then Miller Lite's sort of number two. So, and I don't mean number two and whatever, but I'm just, it's a different, they do it differently. And so I'm thinking, is that your pro forma? Is that your halo? They're big. They're really big. They do it differently. And the people who like them, like them a lot. And they're dedicated mm-hmm. to them. Mm-hmm. And then you go, you get down the chain a little bit and you're like, okay, is, and th- this is where I need you to jump in and correct me. So I'm like, okay, is... Sam Adams, is that Geiger? So not quite as big, but still really big, and they have their own sort of flavor, right, Mm -hmm. with lots Mm -hmm. of options. And then you get down into the boutique shops. So you say like a Great Lakes Brewing, which you just had some when you were in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. And you go, is that like brand fuel? Mm -hmm. And then smaller yet, you go, okay, so, so some of the more local breweries, 
they're doing a lot of different styles of beer. They do things that they do super well. They're craft related. That's more like my company. What do you think of that analogy? Is this the topic you loved or hated? <laughs> so what I said to Josh in my office today is that Bill generally effing hates when I bring up topics like this. No, I don't hate it. It just, I, I get, I get it. I'm trying to follow. I'm, I literally do have my eyes closed. So I, I, I wasn't like playing a game on my phone like I normally do with podcasting. I was really listening. I, I don't, here's what I'd tell you. I actually don't mind the analogy. I think you could all, you could draw all sorts of parallels. Right. Um, I think that, um, I don't know, what do I think? I think I think you're on the right track, but <laughs> I don't know what to say. Okay. Um, I feel like an idiot, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, well, I've had like all morning to think about yeah, this, and yeah, I'm look. throwing it on you. So. No, that's okay. That's so, okay. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play along. Okay. I am absolutely going to play along. I think you, if I were you... I would think you'd want to stick more regional. If you're treated, so for me, like the brand fuels would be like Wicked Weed, Brewing, okay, because they're right. a little I more like local. Yeah, you you would be, and I'm sure more like Great Lakes Brewing, quite frankly. Okay, okay. And then you could have uh, a, you know kind of your larger uh, boutiques, or I don't want to say larger boutiques, but your larger maybe a, a little more a little more flexible models like a boundless they would be a shiner big beer okay they great distribution but they're kind of got their own funky flavors and things like that in fact i'm doing a uh for the adult beverage week this week it'll be a really funky shiner um i think your national brands they are going to be um your 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 your, your national brands from a promotional products perspective distributors they're going to be your national brands for beers but i think all of them have different flavors right right um well, and let me let me throw this out. Yeah. And I think really what it what got me thinking about this, right, is that if a different beer company, a Sam Adams or a Great Lakes Brewing Company, they don't want to try and compete with Bud Light doing what Bud Light does, right? Because they'll lose every time. Well, that's so they're the thing. making yep. their own flavor and doing it their own way because that's the way that you can compete and, quite frankly, reach the people you want to reach. So that was sort of the bow on the the idea and tying it together for me no i totally agree um i think i think it's interesting one now where does what does that make promo corner what i i feel like you're like the bar that everybody wants to go to oh look at you sucking <laughs> up <laughs> new topic yeah let's go to a new topic all right kirby um, let me see what here. All right, I'm going to save this one for next week. So save. <laughs> right down, you talked about beer. <laughs> All right. So I don't know if you saw that. This is, I, I, you know, I think we've talked about in the past on this podcast about when we talk about main or uh, large sports leagues, okay. minor league baseball does promo the best. I, okay. I think there's been no question about that. Would you agree? Yeah, they, they have a lot of fun. They're more innovative, they're more cheeky, they're more irreverent. They understand their audience better than anybody else. Well, I don't know if you are familiar with the semi-pro soccer team known as Forward Madison, as in Wisconsin, FC Football Club. Are you familiar with them? I am not at all. Well, they have, uh, as you know, soccer's growing. They always tell us it is. I've been told yeah. that since I was a, a wee boy, a wee and, lad. And it has been. And it has been. <laughs> it's still not quite where everybody thinks it should be. And, and my son plays, one of my sons plays soccer, so I, I do enjoy the sport. Well, they've come up with, I think, maybe the best promotional product I've ever seen. 
Okay. The branded potato. <laughs> All right. It Tell me more. Of, it is kind of non-promo promo. So the team is offering. So basically, they will they will give out at games a potato with their a a sticker taped on the potato, a sticker <laughs> of their logo taped on it. And if if they run out of potatoes, you are welcome to bring your own potato, <laughs> and okay. they will and they will tape a sticker uh, on there if they if they've sold out of their spuds. What I love about this. It's getting promo in the hands of people. They're a, a semi-pro team. Probably no one gives a crap about them, right, except right. for the families of pe- the players that play. But by doing this, they don't take themselves too seriously. I think it's genius because they're actually getting a sticker that people will use to uh, increase awareness of the soccer club. Okay. But just slapping it on a potato. I think it's funny <laughs> as hell, and it's genius. Kirby, what say you? I think that uh, this is like the theme of this podcast is it must be good because we're talking about it, mm-hmm. right? Um, but the um, the thing I would say is I think it's good for a short period of time, right? Oh, like sure. You know what I mean? Like if it's, a, if it's a brief campaign where they're handing out potatoes, I don't think that you um, – you follow up on this campaign by handing out watermelons. But mm-hmm. the idea for a short period of time, yeah, I think it's super fun. And I like the kind of what you said is that it's cheeky. You're not taking yourself too seriously. And I think that's important when you're doing something like this. So, um, yeah, no, I think that, I think it's a hoot. I like it. Well, hey, look, everything has a shelf life, including vegetables. So <laughs> uh, I, know, I, I think it's, you know what? I think, I think it's interesting, and it's well, you know, and it's how cost effective is that? Now you have a, something with size and heft to it, right? I don't know. I thought yeah, it was pretty well, cool. Well, and I wonder if that's maybe that's the next level, right? Is that you? If it, 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 everybody's got a shelf life because vegetables do. What if the next level of the campaign is to hand out um, T-shirts that have a potato on them somehow, or well, I, yeah, you know I what I mean? Like build upon it. That would be the, interesting. Their, their mascot is the flamingo. I think that would be the fighting potatoes, but yeah, <laughs> I love it. I, they, I do. they don't want to get mashed. No, oh gosh! Wow. <laughs> that is, now you're hearing me power down. That that just powered me down. All right, Kirby. We're at the time of the podcast where we recognize the promo person of the week. Whoop whoop! It's dedicated to highlight that one person in the promotional products industry. Age? Does that matter, Kirby? No. How about gender? I don't think so, no. A- affiliation has to matter. Oh, uh, no. Whoa, so none of that matters? None of that matters. Wow, you just blew my mind. But it's that one person who's grabbing our attention <laughs> and making us take notice. I believe it's my week, Kirby. I hope so. And I have picked someone. Okay, I can't wait to hear. Very worthy of this honor. Okay. It's another BP in our industry. Ooh, okay. Brian mm-hmm. Porter. Oh, ooh, I love this one. Okay, good. And... Not because of his great work at Starline. Okay. I'm sure he's an exceptional employee. It's because he's the chair of the board of the Promotional Products Education Foundation. Nice. And I will tell you, I've, I've uh, watched over this past year. His term is about to end. Okay. He has done such a wonderful job creating awareness and raising and leading that group to really raise a ton of money for something I feel very passionately about, which is that Promotional Products Education Foundation. What a great job he's done. Um, You talk about leading a group, being a chair of a board, and leaving it in better hands than when you found it. Nobody comes to mind better than Brian Porter. So I'm going to say Brian Porter 
is my promo person of the week. I absolutely love that. Brian is one of the people that I met when I first got in the industry. Um, He and I, I think, hit it off, or at least I liked him. I'm not sure. Uh, But... one of the things I'd say is anybody who volunteers and spends the amount of time that you just spent as Rack Board president, um, all of the boards on our industry where people are giving of their time sort of selflessly, um, the idea that Porter is doing that is not surprising to me because I think he's one of those guys that naturally mentors people in the industry. Mm -hmm. And so just a good dude all around. So I could not agree more on this one, man. So kudos. Excellent. So Brian, your box of virtual high fives will be delivered to you in person in Las Vegas at PPA Expo in 2020. Nice. That's exciting. All right, Kirby, we're at the final segment of this wonderful platinum-level blog. Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> let's just get this over with. Um, best thing ever, Kirby. Can you tell us what the best thing ever is today, or do you have a question for me? What, how can we? How do you want to do this, Kirby? Okay, so the best thing ever. Each week we kind of look at a different category. And so yep. I think this one's regional, and I'm super curious to get your take on okay. it. But I, I can give you mine, too, if you want to chew on it. But this week is the best pizza ever. Where have okay. you had the best pizza ever? That is an easy question, Kirby. Okay. In Port Chester, New York, a place called Mirabello's. Okay. Um, when we lived in New York, we lived in a little hamlet called Ryebrook, which was an unincorporated part of between Rye, uh, New York, and Port Chester, New York. Okay. Um, so there was a pizza place about a mile and a half away, and we called so often <laughs> We would just say they they would pick up the phone and they would just ask us if they wanted if we wanted the usual and the yep. usual was they had a brick oven coal fired brick oven brick oven which was fantastic it was a white pizza and it had um, obviously cheese garlic and spinach on it and it was amazing nice so easily Mirabello's I don't even know if it's still open in Port Chester New York. Kirby, what about you? So, is it Domino's, Pizza Hut? Uh, it is not. Okay. Um, but actually, again, I think pizza is one of those things that's very regional. For me, yep. when I think of the best pizza ever, it's Pizza Point here in Coshocton, Ohio. It's been around since like 1928 or something Be- like because that. Because you know what? Pizza is the point. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's it, Again, the recipe since I was a kid hasn't changed. Um, same kind of thing. It's it's uh, uh, it, it does They don't deliver. You know, they're, they've kind of gone old school. you got to pick right. it up, all that sort of thing. There's not a place to eat it. Literally, you go in, you grab it, you take it home with you. Um, we, My go-to is, a, is an extra-large pepperoni mushroom that is just delightful. Right. It's a thing that, like, when you grow up around here, people come back and they're like, oh, the first thing I have to do is have Pizza Point. Um, but I'd be curious to hear. This is one where I think there's audience participation. Mm-hmm. I would love to hear the best pizza places from the audience because I think when you travel, when I travel, hell, I'd like to know. (laughs) Well, I've got a question for you. If I may do a little unscripted offshoot here. Yeah, yeah. Chicago-style deep dish pizza or New York-style thin crust pizza? For me? And why? Yeah, no, I'm I'm more of the New York uh, thin crust myself. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't – and why? I just – I like – the texture of it, I think, and the flavor of it better. Um, yeah. I, I, I'll never forget. This is a, um, you know, 
growing up in a small town, I had the opportunity when I was about 16, we took a bus trip and went to New York and we went into one of the, like, I couldn't point it out in a million years, but we walked in, there was four of us and it, it felt like a Saturday Night Live sketch because they're like, what do you want? You know, kind of thing. And we're like, yeah. with pepperoni and guys literally like pepperoni, 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 pepperoni. <laughs> and we're like, oh my God, I'm literally in a Saturday Night Live sketch. And it was awesome. So yeah, I think I'm going thin crust. That's the right answer, and, okay, and I know yes. I know a lot of people will get very angry with me. <laughs> I, I was born in Chicago. Okay. All right. Lived there till I was about six or seven, maybe eight, I don't know. Moved to Texas, and then uh, lived in New York for five years, and back to Chicago. It doesn't matter. I cannot stand <laughs> Chicago-style deep dish pizza. I just don't get it. Okay. It's 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 got the sauce on top, and it's not sauce. It's sauce. It's got the sauce on top. And it just is such a meat pie, and so because the, you know they have the basically the the toppings below the cheese, and then the sauce on top of the cheese, so nothing feels like it's cooked. Mm. It's warmed through though, and super greasy. And I <laughs> and I know a lot of people. I have so many friends in Chicago, and I'm sure I'm going to be castigated and cast out. But I got to tell you, I don't get it. I don't like it. There's something about walking into a New York-style pizzeria, especially in New York City, whether it's Famous Original Ray's, Original Famous Ray's, Famous Ray's Original. They're all the same. <laughs> Nobody can, there's actually, those are actually three different brands of pizza in New York City. Very similar logo. Oh, but, gosh. That's funny. But getting your slice, you fold it. And then you walk with it. And then you can pretend you're like John Travolta in Saturday Night Fever and just strut eating your pizza. You've painted a picture, for sure. I have painted a picture. And you know what else I'm painting, Kirby? What's that, Bill? The end of this podcast. Like, literally, this is the last one I think we're going to do. <laughs> um, but before we do that, and before we sign off for good, I want to thank our good friends over at Vault Promos. Yes. Hey, you know, we know they know badges make you nutso, but that's not the name of the website. The name of the website is Badges Make You Crazy. Dot com. Actually, it's badgesmakemecrazy.com. So head over there, learn about their awesome fulfillment program. It's called the Badge Vault Release Program. They're going to help you make badges, uh, selling badges a lot easier. Kirby, we may or may not do another episode of this podcast. I guess time will tell. Thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. Unscripted is available every Friday at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry.